0: like to welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success where I bring on business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at AskAdamTorres to keep up with my book releases, book tour, schedule, signing, all that good stuff. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, moneymatterstoptips.com and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right. so today i have ragu bala on the line he is the ceo over at netobjects uh ragu welcome to the show
1: thank you adam uh thanks for having me
0: so i'm excited to get into what you're doing over at netobjects and how you're helping your clients um, but before we do that let's just tell us your background how did you get started as an entrepreneur
1: so i've been in the software industry for about 30 years and i've split time between working for Others, as well as uh, working for myself uh, during this period, I've had uh, three startup successes, which uh, you know all three ended up in sales to public companies of the companies that I founded or co-founded and uh, so from a very uh, young age itself, I've been uh, sort of following the software industry um, when I was a kid. Uh, my idols were uh, Steve Jobs and Bill Gates, and so on. And I've sort of tracked their path and I've always had a kind of an inclination towards uh, doing uh, something different. Uh, that's not to say that you know working for bigger companies is any any less or anything like that. Just my own uh, personal compass always takes me towards uh, trying to do something out of the box, something different and that has led me to all these uh, different uh, startup opportunities and uh, not only do i work on my own startups uh, during my, uh you know at any point in time but i've also advised a number of other startups and even currently i'm involved with a number of companies where um, i'm an advisor to them and uh, to me if this is just passion i don't think of it as work and so so it makes it a lot easier uh, because otherwise it'll be a chore. Startups are uh, difficult, uh, but anyway, it's, uh, it's 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 to me it's it's, it's fun. Uh,
0: so I look at it that way. So. That's awesome, and I think that's the understatement of the day. Startups are difficult. Yes, they can, they are quite difficult. <laughs> Many times. Um, <laughs> What kind of so so you've obviously been very successful in the software space and as an entrepreneur and you you know obviously selling multiple companies to public to other companies, Um, what kind of advice would you give to that new grad or that person that's really just starting to get their feet wet in the software world and they're thinking of kind of going out on their own and and pursuing their own passion in software? What kind of advice would you give them?
1: So I'll I'll say one thing. That I'll preface this by saying that. Uh, do I have all the answers? No. Even even at this age or time, after many years and decades, I'm still learning. And it's a moving target. But but there are a few things that I would say, you know, uh, that are uh, timeless uh, advice. Uh, the first uh, one of which is uh, one has to be extremely resilient. Um, if you have an idea and if you believe in it strongly, uh, you got to stay the course. Uh, because I would say this uh, very openly, that whether you're going to raise money um, or whether you are going to go and get customers or you're trying to convince employees to join your uh, bandwagon, uh, all of which uh, are almost uh, very difficult sales conversations. You're trying to convince someone to join you or to give you money or to become your customer. And so, and most of the times, in many of these instances, you will get a no. More no's than yes. So you need to have a very thick skin and uh, be able to accept that rejection. And because it's um, – uh, being a startup founder is almost being a telemarketing guy, calling people, and 99% of the time, they're going to drop – they're going to hang up on you. <laughs> so, so you have to be very resilient. That's one aspect I'd say uh also you know you have to be really passionate about what you do and um and if you if you don't uh, have that passion you you know you'll find it extremely um you know uh, like it will be a drudgery actually and it will be painful and you rather you know just go and get a cushy job and work for someone else and and do a good job of it but uh, so passion and resilience i think are two uh, uh, you know two characteristics that all um, startup founders will need to have. And I think when you're coming out of school and you're young, uh, you got that energy. And I think a lot of people are very passionate. But, uh, you know, uh, one thing that, uh, you know, kind of separates the wheat from the shaft is uh, the ability to to stick with it. And uh, those people who stick with it, uh, I've seen time and time again. And, in fact, a few years ago I did uh, – I read somewhere, I think on a, a venture capitalist uh, website and blog and, and – uh, a lot of people think that it's instant success, one, two years, and you start a company and you sell it. Those things happen, but the average time it takes to to get true success, from what I read, is kind of astounding, but it's about seven, eight years. So if you can't uh, wait, and uh, something that you want to instantly turn into um, success, that's not happening, you know. Uh, so it's it's a, it's a, it's a long course. Uh, one has to, has to, you know, uh, stay in the game long enough.
0: So, mm, mm-hmm. um, so let's see. If, if Let's let's change it up a bit. I want to talk more about what you're doing over at NetObjects. Uh, so what kind of clients are you helping, and what are you helping them with?
1: So we are actually at the uh, nexus or uh, the convergence of three major trends in technology. One is uh, artificial intelligence. Second is blockchain. And the third is AI. And I happen to be a tutor for a couple of courses uh, for MIT Sloan Online through Get Smarter on AI and blockchain, and um, and some of the things that I'm going to tell you are in the course itself. And and the interesting thing is, people might look at these three technologies as being somewhat, you know, orthogonal or distinct from one another, but actually they are somewhat uh, very related. And so what we see is. Uh, these three technologies coming together—AI, blockchain, and IoT—and mm-hmm. uh, and then um, using these, this convergence to be able to develop uh, various solutions for customers. So, uh, so we have a we are a platform company. So it's a software as a service platform that one would uh, you know pay a subscription fee uh, monthly and so on and. Uh, and the type of uh, solutions that we help companies with um, you know are quite broad. Um, so I'll, I'll just mention a couple of examples. For instance, one of our um, OEMs or licensees of our platform uh, they manage uh, smart city assets such as uh, street lights uh, in Europe or uh, you know trash bins in, in Dubai and things like that. This uh, licensee, uh you know this as these are assets that every city has, and they track these assets and uh and so let's say a street light breaks down uh they will be able to inform the city that a street light at this corner of these two streets broke down and you know send someone to fix it or something like that so so that's an example of a smart city uh, ecosystem where these objects these assets are all intelligent assets these days, so the days of Assets being sort of like a dumb, and uh, someone has to call in uh, that a streetlight broke down. Those days are gone. Nowadays, the streetlight itself is saying, "You know what? I I'm broken. Can you come and fix me?" So, so we're going mm-hmm. towards a world where devices uh, ha- are autonomous or semi-autonomous. And I'll tell you a very interesting story. Like about a month ago, I ordered Domino's pizza, and um, and then there was an option on the screen saying, "Like, would you like the pizza delivered?" Uh, by a human, or we'll send you a self-driving car. Actually, I chose the wow. self-driving car option because I wanted to see what came to my house. <laughs> but then what happened? <laughs> but I live up the hills, and I think they don't serve my area, so they said no, we don't serve your area. I actually wanted to see, you know, what showed up. So, but but we are getting into a world where where we have these autonomous and semi-autonomous devices. So NetObjects is providing a platform to help you manage these devices for uh, owners of such devices, whether it be self-driving cars, uh, street lights, uh, medical devices, uh, uh, tracking uh, uh, problems in supply chain for container shipping, on and on and on. And we've got uh, about 14 uh, licensees or OEMs in four continents, in North America, Europe, uh, Asia, and Australia. And and we touch millions of people daily uh, through our our licensees.
0: Oh my gosh, I love it, and I love your story because I um, I'm a huge fan of where we're going with a lot of this stuff. I just uh, was talking to or messaging uh, Felipe Chavez. He's the CEO over at Kiwi Boss, and I I came to find out this guy because um, it was some article or something I forget, but I think it's on um, on in Berkeley or there's one of the campuses that. Are having these robots deliver food, like they have a permit for, let's say, 40 of them or something. So you see these robots going around the campus, and I'm like, "Oh, that's gonna be good." You're right. I want an autonomous car to bring my Domino's pizza too. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's it's uh it's very very widespread,
1: and in fact, Mm -hmm. uh, I'll just give you one one more quick example, and then please, please, so I was working with a uh, insurance company this morning and and what they want to solve is you know in the old days when you have a car when you have a car accident the insurance adjuster comes to you to inspect the car and then they take some pictures and then they come back and say you know what the amount of damages we think it's a $3000 claim or mm-hmm. if you have another adjuster who's a bit more lenient he might give you a $5000 claim but then mm-hmm. that's so subjective so now the insurance companies are trying to do away with the adjusters completely and what they want to do is take pictures take the sound of the engine of the car and then figure out whether it's rattling, it's banging, it's got all kinds of funny noises that would indicate the transmission is short or the exhaust is broken or uh, based on the damages to different parts like the front, the back, uh, and so on and so forth, to say, okay, uh, based on this data, um, the claim is going to be $4,500, something like that. And that would be a, a machine making the decision sort of objectively. And that machine will learn over time and improve uh, and and i I suspect what will happen is in many professions you're going to have uh, uh, humans and machines sit side by side in a particular profession with the machine giving a first estimate and then the humans sort of tweaking it. But in essence, what's happening is the machine is you know through machine learning you get better and better and better over time that over time some of these professions will sort of like make way for pure automation, and then people will find new professions. Uh, like, you know, there are companies doing drone piloting, you know, five years ago, that's not even a job, but today it is exactly a job. And so it's like your old FedEx man, but now it's a drone pilot, you know, things like that. So we are evolving as a society, but I see this sort of like automation in many, many industries, uh, becoming uh, part and parcel in the next 10 years. Uh, we're going to see uh, a massive sea change.
0: Oh, I love it, and I, I love that there's uh, intelligent people like you working on this. And as a side note, those uh, those robots were uh, the they were delivering food in at Berkeley. Um, those are piloted by um, I forget where, but yeah, it's remote control. Somebody sitting there within in some office somewhere um, delivering the food through remote control. <laughs> so oh, who wow. would have said that, wow, so who really would have said that uh, remote control playing with remote control cars as a kid um, was not going to be a profession when you got older? <laughs> Literally that's what they're doing. It's a remote control car. It's all it is. With food delivered like in this big case that you that they're piloting around Berkeley. Um, awesome. That's absolutely amazing. Um, so if somebody wants more information on net objects or um or just to follow up, what's the best way for them to learn more?
1: So, uh, you know, obviously like anyone else, we have a very good website. We update it often. So if you go to uh so you can learn more. We also post a lot of interesting um, articles and information on our LinkedIn uh, site as well. Uh, and also, you know, you you can obviously you know drop us a, a line at our 800 number, which is 855-928-2283, or write to com. We'd love to talk to you guys. Uh, Who is interested in and, and uh, learn more about what we are trying to solve, and we feel that you know we are at a, at a very interesting point in time where there is a massive amount of uh, innovation, and uh, hopefully we can we can you know work together to form uh, you know bring new and interesting solutions to the market together.
0: So. I love it. Um, I'm a fan, so good stuff. I appreciate it. Keep doing the great work, Um, and thanks for coming on the show, Regu. And um, to the audience, thank you, as always, for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Don't forget to subscribe. Uh, Leave me a review. Do all those great things we do to support our podcasters. Um, Thank you so much. And thanks again, Regu, for coming on the show.